There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys, where we take a deep dive into the drinks that you love. I'm Jeff Dutton, along with Mike Hanford. Yahoo! And Tim Kalpakis. What is up? And we're your hosts, the Sloppy Boys. Hey, how's it going? I didn't have anything. I kind of was looking at my levels and stuff on my computer, and when you said, I'm here with Mike Hanford, that's the first thing that came out. Yahoo! Mike, you <laughs> you think like a producer. You're not just here to be funny. You're looking at the levels. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. Are the levels oh, good? The levels, the levels are bad. <laughs> That's how Lorne Michaels knew that he was a producer. Is he said he had his own show, a variety show on Canadian television, but mm. he was he was watching the raw footage from his show and he said he noticed himself, you know, looking up, checking the lights and <laughs> looking around at the crew, and he said, I'm a producer. And I feel a similar thing going on with you. He was working on the budget on camera. <laughs> yeah. And you then he he turns the camera and said Someone should eventually base Dr. Evil on me. Who? <laughs> okay. Which is weird. Sir? Maybe later. Yeah, but he's a producer. And to this day, he still looks at the lights. <laughs> he does. Well, guys, we we uh, don't have a lot of booze news today, huh? Is that what I hear? What? You're dead you wrong. Hear that from? Hit it with the theme song. Pretty good. What a journey. a chill ambient theme called Boo Snooze Ooh. by Professor Michael Racino, PhD. Wow. Wait, now, so this, this guy, he's a sociology professor who made that, and he asked us if we play, if we play it on the show, can we also plug his new book, Debating <laughs> the Drug War? Hmm. No. Do we want? No, <laughs> no think, we don't. I don't think that Doctor Dickhead gets to come on here and boss us around. We decline your terms. Well, if you want to, if you could, you pay me too. <laughs> yeah, right. How about this, folks? Go out and buy that book, rip the pages out, Ooh. and wipe your ass with them. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, that was a very cool. That was chilled out. It took me a second to realize it was all. Was that all Tim talking? Is that all Tim's I, voice? I heard Jeff. I thought pretty good. I heard, yeah, pretty good sound pretty like good. Jeff. Pretty good. Well, I sound like that normally. <laughs> uh, that was good. Very inventive. And the scratching, oh, made me oh, think the of scratching. the early days of hip hop. Error, error. Error, error. Here is today's top booze news story. Oh. Hey, have you guys ever been to one of the Taco Bell cantinas? No. Have I been to a Taco Bell? It's one that kind of looks like old, like an old building. They serve booze, right? Yeah, they serve booze, and they, oh, they've no. been kind of rolling them out. They did them in some test markets a few years ago. And well, now, these are new. These are new. 
Well, the concept is new-ish, and then it worked for them, so they've been opening some up. But there's like a flood of them opening right now. And I heard that this very month, they opened up a new Taco Bell cantina in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeehaw! Right down there downtown on the Honky Tonk Strip, and it has live music. Oh, man. And a Taco Bell? That's cool. It's a Taco Bell. That is that is cool. Man, I love Taco Bell. I would eat that. Whew. I would eat it. I would eat it. <laughs> I would, yeah, you, yeah. man. If you, yeah, you would. If they gave it to me, I would eat it. <laughs> I would eat. Every time I, you guys were I, on a on our text chain recently, I I was like, Mitch, have you had the quesalupa? It's so good. Every single yeah. time I go there, I have some new concoction. I'm like, yep, it got me again. <laughs> and your point was that like you think they can't outdo themselves or like different combinations, right? Just make up. Yeah, because it was just another layer of a fried <laughs> taco shell and some cheese, but it was done in just the right way. Yeah. But look at these, <laughs> uh, the ca- cantinas. Here are mm. the drinks they have. Featured on the alcohol menu are regular drinks you can mix with vodka, tequila, whiskey, rum, and gin. You can also spike any of Taco Bell's signature freezes, like a Baja Blast, yeah. Margarita Freeze, or okay. Blue Raspberry. Wow. Mm. They know what they're doing. What do you think? Which one of these? I think I would get a Margarita Freeze and spike it with tequila. Play it safe. I would see if they could put some of that tequila in like a, like a Dr. Pepper and see what that's like. Oh, Flaming Dr. Pepper? Uh, we got to do that. I, Flaming Dr. Pepper soon. Go ahead. Yeah, I would do that. Um, I would do, I don't really know what Baja Blast tastes like. I just know it's like a meme. So I would say like, well, when in Rome, give me that Baja Blast and <laughs> put some tequila in there, I guess. Can I admit something? When in Baja. I didn't know what a Baja Blast was. What? It's their signature Mountain Dew flavor. Oh. They made it? It's exclusive to Taco Bell. Oh. I'll try it. What do you think the blast part is? Baja is a large peninsula in Mexico. The blast? <laughs> uh, I think it's probably like an Arctic blast. There you go. It's a, <laughs> it's a cold, windy blast of snow. Yep. I think. Okay, well, any slopheads in Nashville, uh, maybe this summer you pop into that music venue and uh, tell us if you saw any good shows because I think that that's where the sloppy boys, we, sh- we haven't played oh. the American South. We've we've no, neglected we the whole middle of the country, other than <laughs> all Chicago. That, all that history, and we're gonna go play at the Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right there. This is where uh, all the big Nashville acts were discovered at the. Well, Jeff, no, Jeff, Jeff. I don't think that's fair. I think Taco Bell is an institution, and it really does have a history. <laughs> oh, okay. oh my god! All right. He sounds. Well, I don't nerdy, think that's fair. <laughs> I gotta. Is that is that it for traditional booze news? Traditional, and then I was going to end with a movie recommendation, like I did last week again. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to snake in a little thing I have yeah. here. Great. It's not new as of this year. I guess it came out last year. I tried uh, Pabst Hard Coffee. Oh, what'd you think? Uh, you guys had it. Tim has I've had. had. You've had. Um, I thought it was okay. It's a little like thicker and milkshakier and a little stankier than I thought it was going to be. But I, I liked Ooh. it on ice. Yes. What what is that's kind of how you're supposed to do it's it's a you like you wouldn't warm that up, would you? <laughs> no, but even just even cold in the can, I was like, not cold enough. Not cold enough. Now, Michael, Michael, is that a real question? You're gonna buy a can. You're gonna go to the fridge, pick out a pack of yes! hard coffee. Yes. Bring yeah, it home, you, pour it into a teapot, and uh-huh. bubble it up. Oh yes. boy. I mean, that was a real question. I don't do joke questions or joke. <laughs> I don't really joke around at all on this podcast. Jesus. This is all from the heart, Tim. Well, that changes a lot. I really got (laughs) to rethink a few things. Uh, But they they are kind of like a Starbucks drink that you can get at like 7-Eleven, you know? Like the like double the frappuccino, shots. like the double shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a a general rule. Almost anything coming out of a can, if you don't like it, pour it on ice because they're always kind of too strong, too sweet, too something. I think a general rule with Jeff is if you're going to give him a drink, put it on ice and put more ice if you have ice in it. This guy, love it to ice. (laughs) The ice is nice. I want those cubes. <laughs> yeah, he wants the cubes. Give me those cubes. I, wish it, I could go for a tall, cold cube right now. Mm. <laughs> yeah, frozen, cold cube of beer that you have to melt down. <laughs> <laughs> Get it nice and hot. Get it nice and, and warm. S- sip it oh so Ooh. slightly. Too hot. Dump it out. Here's my film recommendation. Have you guys heard of a, a documentary called Hey Bartender? Nay. No. It's from 2013. I watched it back then. 
But the reason this is booze news is because I just found that it's on YouTube. And that's the best when you when a feature-length movie is free on YouTube. How's the quality? Uh, very. I mean, I want to say something like 780p. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, what's the P stand for? Pixels? Uh, you don't want to know. Yes. The movie pixels? It's like vertical pixels. Oh, uh, vertical pixels. Oh, right. That's this movie didn't have any horizontal pixels. It was just one tall line. It was just line. a straight line, like watching huh. a big column. Well, this movie, I watched it back when it came out, and it's sort of like a document of the the cocktail revival. <laughs> you were documenting. So it's it's a very fun rewatch because it's the kind of thing is that's guaranteed to not age well. You know, it's like kind of a bunch of young millennials being like, we're making cocktails. But what's great about it is it kind of with the whole uh, kind of hipster cocktail movement, one of the characters is a guy, a middle-aged guy in Connecticut who owns a sports bar and he's, that he's trying. It's, <laughs> it's, it's almost really sad. He's trying to keep up. He needs to rejuvenate his business. So he like buys a fedora and starts learning, <laughs> learning about cocktails. Anyway, it's a real time capsule and we're in that weird age of like watching it eight years later is just yeah. perfectly wrong. And it's on YouTube. You said it's an O from O four. Uh, 2013, but it's about Ooh. the whole previous decade. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, like we're, we're far enough removed cause like we used to be too close to 2013 that it didn't really look like anything. Yeah. And now there's been enough separation. You can look back and be like, oh boy, that's classic <laughs> 2013. It is so weird that that is, I do think you need like seven years and we're now like eight you can't judge the decade you're in until it's just closed. And then you're like, remember those shoes? Yeah. You know what's weird about uh, this current couple of years we're in is like, it's so distinct with Trump and COVID yeah. that mm -hmm. it has like such a calling card of a, of a year that I don't even know. Like 2013, I couldn't even tell you what, what was happening then. Yeah, no, I, it's a, just a gray area. That's yeah. why you got to watch this doc. Yes. Yes, I will. Yes. Well, is that it for Boo Snooze? It certainly is. Do 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 do. <laughs> Boo. Okay, today's cocktail: the Hemingway Special, aka the Hemingway Daiquiri, aka the Papa Doble. Whoa, <laughs> Hemingway, the writer, we're talking about here. Not this isn't like a guy who made up the drink who was also named Hemingway. This is the guy who loved to type. This is interesting because I'm. I'm such a Hemingway fan, such, such, such oh a fan of his God. work. Mm -hmm. He's got such a distinct, direct style. And I was just curious if the drink is going to be direct. Because oh. you think that your thing about Hemingway is you think he, he writes one true sentence and then he builds from there speaking yes. directly and oh. tersely with brief. Oh, Tim, it's like you're reading my mind. <laughs> and then I, and Mike, I can just picture you taking a sip of this thing and going, this is, yeah. this tastes nothing like his writing. This is, <laughs> this tastes not like page nor ink. <laughs> page or Gordon. Watch yourself. This doesn't remind me of a book. No. <laughs> um, if anything, it reminds me of water. Have you guys, I, I'm assuming you haven't had it, but have you heard of this? I have, uh, I have not had. Not had. Um, well. Not heard. Not have, not had, not heard. I, I'm not even really sure what a daiquiri is, I'm sad to say. I, I thought I did, but I don't. Well, everyone thinks a daiquiri is a big old milkshake like a strawberry daiquiri or a Bud Light out-of-office can that is flavored like that strawberry daiquiri. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> the, original, the original daiquiri that was invented in Cuba is just rum, sugar, lime. Very simple. And... That was a thing yeah. that existed a hundred years ago in Cuba. And hey, it's on the IBA list, so we're gonna get to it eventually. But this drink Ooh. at a bar restaurant in Havana, Cuba called La Floridita, mm -hmm. they took the original daiquiri and they turned it into the frozen daiquiri. Ah, with some chip dice and stuff. That's what yes. I'm used yes, to. Yes, yes, yes. And that was a big hit. Um, the owner, this guy Constantino, had a big hit by making those frozen daiquiris. And then one day, Ernest Hemingway walked in mm -hmm. and he tasted that daiquiri and he said, double the rum, lose the sugar. Uh, oh, oh, right oh, away, oh, sir. Oh, oh. I like this dude. <laughs> double the rum because he's a tough guy. Lose the sugar because he was secretly diabetic and couldn't have sugar. Ha, ha, ha. But he was Secret's so macho. Out. Yeah, I don't think that... 
I think that um, F. Scott Fitzgerald like had tuberculosis and nobody and never told anybody. I think during that era, it was a sign of weakness. So you just kind of were like, yeah, <laughs> take the sugar out. I'm fine. <laughs> so they started making the Papa Doble because mm-hmm. uh, Papa Hemingway double, which was uh, just no sugar and double double the rum. But then eventually, now, that wait, drink wait, was, what do you mean Papa Hemingway? Is that what they called him? That's his nickname when he was old. He had a big white ah. beard. I, I guess I hadn't heard that. So you, a Papa Doble was just a double of rum with lime? Yes. And, and, <laughs> and chipped, chipped ice, ice at the time. Oh. Very, okay. very dry and a bit too intense for people, but they did want to honor old Papa. Mm-hmm. So they kept it on the menu, but uh, this bartender, Constantino, he changed it over the years to soften it a little bit, he added grapefruit and he added maraschino liqueur. Maraschino liqueur, uh-huh. some people say. What do you guys say? Hmm. I say maraschino, but I'm a plebe. Damn, I thought you were going to say you were an expert on how to say that word. Maraschino, because it's in a sort of a shiny jar. So for no reason, they added the grapefruit and the maraschino. Hemingway never had that, but they wanted to have his sugarless version on the menu. And then that got popular that bar is still in Havana today, La Floridita, cool. and you can mm-hmm. still go drink that. And the current recipe is two ounces of rum, ideally light white rum, an ounce and a third of grapefruit juice, half an ounce maraschino liqueur, like, for mm-hmm. example, Luxardo or one of those, Perfect. half an ounce fresh lime juice, pour all ingredients into a shaker with ice. Shake. Hey, we're back to the shakers. I love nice. Strain into a double cocktail glass. Oh, what the hell is a double cocktail glass? Served up? Served up. I think a double cocktail glass is one of the bigger martini glasses. Hmm. Ah, I might put in mine into a rocks glass. Yeah, Tim, when I hear served up, my face gets red. Yeah, I'm, I can <laughs> tell. I'm looking at you. I need to cool it down with cubes. <laughs> See, this is what I was talking about before. He loves ice. He loves ice. Now, you don't think they called it Cuba because they had ice cubes there and then they <laughs> chipped them up into chipped ice. I can't believe that. It, that just be, is weird. Too much. That is weird. That's too weird. If too it easy. is the case, I like personally kind of like it pisses me off a little bit. Wow. Wow. Okay. Would making a drink make you feel better? It would really honestly put a smile on my face. Well, shall we? Let's do it. We'll be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Sloppy Boys is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey folks, Mike Hanford from The Sloppy Boys here, and I wanted to ask you, do you ever have this feeling like you gotta get something off your chest? You know, you're walking around with something and you go, I just gotta tell someone this, I just gotta fix this thing. It happens to us all. We all carry around these different stressors, big and small. That's just how it is. But when we keep bottling it up, it can start to affect us negatively, and that's not good. But therapy is here to help. Therapy is a safe space 
to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work on whatever's weighing you down. Now look, you know me, I've been to therapy, I'm the therapy guy, I love it. And I gotta say, it does help when you go in there and talk to the therapist and say, you know what, my two co-hosts piss me off on a daily basis, I've got, it's weighing me down, what am I gonna do? That of course is a joke example, but you get what I'm saying. You can tell the therapist what you're feeling and they'll help you learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Now listen to this, if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. That's right, you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. That's pretty good. So folks, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SloppyBoys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SloppyBoys. Go in there, talk to somebody, get it off your chest, have a great time. Hey folks, we want to slow down for a second and talk about a podcast we love called You Are Worthy with Lil Mookie B. It's a podcast about empathy, therapy, positivity, and love, among others. Comedian, actor, and social media influencer Michael Mookie Blakelock, a.k.a. Lil Mookie B, began attending therapy just a few months ago. And instead of keeping the gifts of therapy to himself, he has decided to spread the love and positivity throughout the world by sharing the message of therapy and making sure that people understand that they desperately need therapy too so that they can be just like him and have empathy just like he does. Wow, what a mission he's on. Each episode, Mookie welcomes your favorite comedians and improvisers, other than himself, of course, upon the podcast. As if that wasn't enough, he will share with you what he's learned in therapy that week, lead you through guided meditations and affirmations to help you through your boring everyday life, and answer life advice questions from listeners whose lives are falling apart. It's a great podcast. What can I say? We love Mookie. He's helping people. He's doing the work. You have to check it out. Listen everywhere podcasts are listened to, and remember that you are worthy with Lil Mookie B. And we're back discussing the Hemingway Deckery. Yes, the Hemingway. Where's he from? <laughs> Oak Park, Illinois. Oh, well. Ooh, I, the, the reason I wanted to do this cocktail is because I just watched the uh, Ken Burns series about him, and we'll drink, wow. we'll drink our drink. But I, I, I wanted to tell you something funny about old Ernie, <laughs> Papa, Papa. I can't believe how much of this I spilled on the walk back here, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you put in a mar- yeah? Martini glasses are tough. Yeah, things empty, man. I think. <laughs> If uh, Jessica's trying to find me later, I'm just going to say, follow the trail of grapefruit liquid. <laughs> hold up your, I can see Tim's drink. Jeff, hold hold yours up. Ding. Oh, okay. you've got a real why, double. Why does mine look like this? <laughs> <laughs> Did you make a Shirley Temple? It's because you went ruby red, Mike. You went ruby red. <laughs> These guys have uh, like a, what a pina colada looking thing. And I have a big pink cup you look like you just have a cup of red number 40 food dye i used yeah i used pink grapefruit juice yeah that's okay yeah, okay okay that's uh, as i as i saw yours i was like was it grapefruit juice we were supposed to get a pineapple <laughs> juice but yours is mike did you use maraschino liqueur or did you drip maraschino cherry syrup maraschino cherry syrup <laughs> oh boy <laughs> yes Yes. That's what I did. No, the what? Discord is going to have a field day with this. <laughs> oh, the Discord. Hey, I got to check in with those guys. We Are we okay over there? <laughs> you got to check in with those guys. Well, they are not going to be happy with you. Oof. When you were saying, when you were saying uh, <laughs> maraschino liqueur, I was like, surely he means the thing I have here, maraschino juice. Because I picked it up. I picked it up because I we use maraschino juice and I I just got a bottle of maraschino. <laughs> what kind, is it like the Trader Vic kind? 
I don't know what the hell it is. It's over <laughs> in the bar cart, and I'm, I'm plugged into my ear pods here. I can't okay. Well, we have vastly different beverages, but yours might be very good. You you might win. All right. Let's sip. Sips. There we go. Ooh. Oh, very, very good. Oh, me like Now, it. Mike, I can only imagine what you're tasting right <laughs> yeah. now. But ours I'm is... getting sort of a fruity cherry bouquet. Mm. I'm getting a little bit of a syrup uh, cup. <laughs> syrup. Well, I'm getting the syrup effect. <laughs> That's such a funny drink to, for you to be sampling because it's also kind of a lot of, of the measurement is pretty high. So you are drinking a Shirley Temple. <laughs> well, the, I'm, I'm, isn't a Shirley Temple? I did put rum in it. There you go. Okay, let's give our first reactions to our respective concoctions. Jeff, what are you thinking? It's good. You know, I went with uh, the picture, with the recipe I was going off of, was this yellow. So I was like, I got to get real normal grapefruit juice that's not ocean spray ruby red or whatever. Yeah. And so I got like pure unsweetened grapefruit juice and I cringed as i bought it because i was like this is going to be tart 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 and i'm not going to like it <laughs> did you try any before the drink i did i took a sip of that as i was making it i was like nah it just tastes like normal grapefruit juice so oh. um i am liking it um but i'm i am noticing like yeah yeah that maraschino liqueur really does have its own taste yeah it's uh it's an interesting one you know on the grapefruit front i was just thinking that when you're buying grapefruit juice you're like should i get the normal white yellow stuff or should i get ruby red and when we were kids ruby red was all the rage but mm. with an actual grapefruit i bought a real grapefruit and i juiced it and it was pink Ooh. inside and i i don't think i've ever had a yellow or a white grapefruit fruit before i've only had the juice you haven't i haven't either but i think uh i have heard of white grapefruit i think that's the thing now mike one year for lent you gave up your mom's grapefruit for breakfast right. i had to i have to give up something not just for breakfast anytime because <laughs> i would have it for a, a snack before bed i would get but it was grapefruit. specifically the way that your mom prepared it and sprinkled sugar on it for you yeah anyone could do her style but i just said from her yeah no i gotta abstain <laughs> this for 40 days i remember at that time a lot of people were trying to do the janet hanford style too Everyone's... yeah yeah and they didn't get <laughs> they didn't get just a thick coating of sugar on the top the way she did um Ooh. Michael, tell us how is that drink? Well, first, when I b before we step off to me, what what does this what does yours taste like? What uh, any comparisons in the real world? It's pretty complex and it tastes kind of fancy, right, Jeff? Yeah, it's like it's uh, just that maris maraschino is makes yeah. it complicated. Otherwise, it would be grapefruit juice and rum. What does that taste like? The maraschino. Um, it it so basically maraschino. I think it's from Croatia, and then Luxardo is the an Italian based brand that makes it and mm -hmm. that's what we have um it is made from cherries but it's not just the cherry my i could be way wrong because i often am but i thought i heard somebody say <laughs> in passing that um this liqueur it has like the cherries and the leaves and the stems and like oh the, that's what it tastes like yeah so like it's earthy then it tastes like a cherry tree yeah <laughs> Ah, watch out, George Washington. <laughs> no. You don't get to come around. <laughs> I got to uh, batten down the hatches so he doesn't come in here chopping. <laughs> I've chopped your tree. That boy. wooden toothed fuck. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Watch Hamilton. Just to watch <laughs> Hamilton. Do you guys want to pause while I go watch Hamilton on Disney Plus and I'll come back? I have time. <laughs> I'd actually like to see that. Um, yeah, so that, that sounds interesting, the earthy flavor. This is just like... Uh, Mm. Must be good. It tastes like a fruit. I don't taste the rum at all. It just tastes like uh, a fruit juice. It's great. <laughs> Hawaiian punch. A Hawaiian, yeah. I mean, it does taste like a Hawaiian punch with, and there's rum in there. It's a rum punch, like a like yep. a, a swizzle or something like that. Uh, that really bums me out because I saw the I saw the <laughs> maraschino on my bar cart. I was like, you look like you, look like you couldn't be happier. <laughs> really, well, that's it's the so rum. funny to be sipping on an electric red drink. But yeah, that really bums me out. <laughs> uh, this is. This is this isn't right. Um, because I saw on my bar card, I was like, okay, I got to get this drink ready. Oh, got the maraschino. Great. I don't have to get like some useless thing I'm never going to use again. And I had an easy time finding all the other stuff. Mm. Here we are. But this is good. This is good. I'm getting like all the citrus. Jeff, do you feel like you're, you're kind of have a citrusy sour thing up top and then the whole maraschino just takes over right at the end and says, yeah, mm -hmm. hey, I'm, I'm a little fancy down here. <laughs> don't forget about me. Don't forget me. Don't forget me. 
Jeff, you mentioned the the Discord. Are the Discord is that my is that my uh, rep on the Discord that I don't get the drinks right? <laughs> no, 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 Mike. Oh, no, 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 no. They uh, you nail it every are, time. Are people? Are, is there like a whole chat room uh, <laughs> talking about? They call you the hand man. Does the gang get his <laughs> shit together? No, it's huh? more like mixologist Mike. He did it again. Oh my god, the perfect mix. Yes, he's he's exploring her frontiers of drink making. Good, good, good. I guess you are. We're following very strict recipes, and you're you're exploring frontiers. I'm winging it. <laughs> you gotta wing it. You at home can get on the Discord by joining the Sloppy Boys Patreon at patreon.com/slash the Sloppy Boys. Oh, you have to be. That's right. You have to be a patron of a yes. trone to get on the D. Yes, to get into the chat rooms. You got to be a P to get on the D. I love it. <laughs> I like that this is not that sweet. The only, I like it without the sugar. Maybe from now on I use Luxardo instead of sugar. That stuff's pretty sweet though and sticky. I know because uh, I came by your place today with a little bottle and a little funnel and I took, took a little bit <laughs> to bring it back to my house. And <laughs> sure enough, funny. my hands were sticky the whole way home. Dude, you know what I would have done if I knew it was this sticky? I would have poured some out on my front walk so that when you came by, it was like home alone. And you're like, Tim, I'm stuck. And then you look up, boom, paint can paint in can. the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> you're down for the count. And there I am praying and eating my mac and cheese. <laughs> reading buzz's porno magazine i heard that the first cut of that movie there was like a whole middle hour where he looked at buzz's porno oh no. mm-hmm. um do you do know about that the remember when he looks through the through buzz's chest and he picks out the picture and he's like buzz's girlfriend woof yeah, yeah. that is uh somebody on the crew i think the art director's like a son son in a wig yeah yeah oh. son in a wig because they didn't want to be mean to a you know like a little girl so they, they're like, yeah, you, you dress up. It'll be funny. And he, he looks funny. <laughs> and they did it. And it worked. It was they funny. probably gave him body dysmorphia, but fine. I'm happy it was good <laughs> in there. Fine. Sure, sure. Got the laugh. Sure, the residuals don't hurt for that young man, but whatever. Ooh. You know, it's good. It's funny. I, you know, I went rogue on this, uh, on this recipe. For those of you who listened to The Blowout, there's some you know, some similarities that are happening with me and recipes. You're a recipe genius. I'm recipe. So, Mike, did you fuck up? Did you? I want to know if you. You know how they discovered like silly putty? It was an accident. Mm-hmm. I heard Nerf was an accident. And, Is and it flubber? And penicillin. <laughs> what was it penicillin uh-huh. was an accident or antibiotics? Yeah. That's probably how they came up with the penicillin drink. Hey, <laughs> now you know in this little mishap today. Is this a happy accident that's going to go on to become the drink of tomorrow? It's fine. The problem is, I think I could get what I'm getting out of here a number of ways. <laughs> <laughs> this t- this taste is just like sugar and uh, that's and rum that you can't taste. But there's a rich history of having variations on drinks, like we said, the mm. Papa Doble. You you know could be the uh, Papa Dumbass, as you <laughs> watch, <it. laughs> watch it. You're quick, Tim. There's no way you could have written that ahead of time. It's too good. <laughs> I wrote it, I printed it out, and then I said, wait, no, where did I put that? I just hope Mike <laughs> fucks the drink up. Okay, so I wanted to talk about Ernest Hemingway because a funny thing happened to me while watching this Ken Burns doc. Do you guys, uh, do you know anything about him? Like, you, you know, like the macho, like he's he's fishing and then he's skiing and mm-hmm. he's he's, he, he's like a bullfighting guy. Yes, bullfighting yeah. is a big one. And the reason that this new documentary is good is it, it's kind of like examining that for the first time, they're kind of dispelling a lot of the rumors being like, oh, he may have been just kind of uh, portraying that image because of insecurity. They also talk about like some uh, kind of hmm. gender stuff, like he like in bed with women, he liked for them to call him their name and and did some role play and stuff like that. And they're always kind of hinting like. Maybe he Ooh. was kind of figuring out his sexuality, but you know, public facing, he was almost like a Caitlyn Jenner type of thing where, you know, I, I remember hearing that in an interview. It's like, oh, if I if you're going to make me be a man, I'm going to be an Olympian and be the ultimate uh, tough uh-huh. guy or whatever. So they're kind of they're in this documentary. They're kind of insinuating that about a Hemingway and a lot of different things and just like the man behind the myth. But mm. is this is this one of those Ken Burns documentaries that's like many long parts? Yeah, it's like, like six hours. hours. 
Yeah. Jeez. So there's a lot of. What is the guy going to make digestible content for once in his life? You know? <laughs> Clickable, he's like the guy, the only guy shareable. who does that. Yeah. <laughs> Clickable, shareable bites. These aren't shareable. I can't say watch this eight part thing, my friend. I mean, have you tried to watch Ken Burns' TikToks? It's like he barely gets to even like the first oh sentence. Oh, my God. Peter Coyote gets maybe two words out. Uh. Anyway, so. Uh, I kind of was wishing there was more booze talk in the in the documentary. There was some fun stuff like World War II ended and he went to the bar and had 50 martinis. And, and uh, lot, uh, you know, because he's like a big... Over uh, a year? Uh, in one big cup. Come on. Um, a thing that made me laugh is he calls depression black ass. And he had like diagnosed de- depression. So he'd be like, <laughs> I got the black ass bad today. Lots of funny things. But here here was my main takeaway. He's tough, right? He's he's bullfighting. He's doing all this stuff. Hey, he's like us. But it's a long it's a long time. He's like us. It's a long time ago. You don't hear him. You never hear his voice. Mm. So I'm like five and a half hours into watching this tough guy be all macho, mm-hmm. and then he wins a Nobel Prize, and he grants a TV interview. Someone like comes to his house in Cuba to interview him, and I had never heard his voice before, and. I brought you guys this little clip. This is real, by the way. Uh, lots of times I said a bullshit on the show, but this is a real. <laughs> what is what era is this? Like what? What? Uh, when did he live and this die? This is 1954. So okay. he he's in his mid 50s, just won a Nobel Prize, and a TV guy comes to interview him. Now, more importantly, picture me on my couch watching this <laughs> macho man, thinking this guy is a real badass. And uh, they kind of casually mentioned before this interview, they're like, also by the way, he um. He had a lot of anxiety about public speaking, so he had never really spoken in public before. But, you know, when he when he won the, the Nobel Prize, he did do a few interviews, and then they play this. Could you tell me a short description of what your new novel is about? Uh, the book that I am writing on at present is about Africa, its people, in the part that I know them, oh boy. the animals, comma, comma, and the changes in Africa since I was there last. Period. Whoa! He he asked for the questions in advance. He pre-wrote his answers, and he had a cue card on the floor. And he's reading the cue card, and he said the commas in the period. Weird. And like if you're if you're like a writer and you know language and how to write so well, you know that you don't say those things. I, sh- I should hope that the whole God. time he was writing novels and putting commas there, that he didn't think that people were reading it to themselves and be like comma. <laughs> period. I th- yeah, I, I thought it was. Whoa, like, that's really oh, he weird. Was talking about, I thought he was talking about karma, but no, he did say. He said comma comma and period. Now he eventually devo- You know. Um, he like battled with mental illness and was depressed and bipolar and alcoholic and had concussions and stuff. So some of those could be contributing, but that's not the way this documentary, they didn't say like, Oh, here he was on his deathbed. They were just like, he was nervous to talk. But if you're, if you're like so nervous to talk on TV, you, he probably didn't even know like what he was saying when he said comma and period. I have no idea. He's probably never even watched TV, you know? And he was just like, didn't Whew. couldn't picture what it was that he was supposed to be doing, so he was Very just reading his pre-written responses. Would he, could he have been like he was a big drinker? Could he have been like drunk too? Probably he was an all-day kind of drinker at that point. They mentioned him in uh, another round. They mentioned him. He would drink all day and then stop at eight o'clock, so he would be able to get up the next day and continue to write and drink. <laughs> And drink. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, he did his schedule. They they touch on that he always wrote in the morning and then he was done by midday. And then he just had a fun afternoon. He'd like goof around with his kids and then he'd walk to a nearby bar, have some of these daiquiris and then cut himself off at eight. So he was like uh, a functional alcoholic. Well, who said write drunk, edit sober? Hmm. Was that Hemingway? Ah, that was me. I told you that. Bukowski, don't do that. Michael. Don't do that. Don't ever do that. Write sober, edit sober. It looks like it is... Uh, Get drunk when the book sells. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's falsely attributed to Hemingway often. I don't know who actually said it. Mm. When I was taking UCB classes, 
we had the, our teacher brought in a friend who was a professional comedy writer who you guys would know, but I'm not going to say his name. And then uh, my teacher was like, so tell the class uh, any tricks you have for writing. And he was like, well, you want to write a sketch. You, you do is you go to a bar and you get really drunk and you write the sketch. And then you, <laughs> you wake up the next morning. You don't remember the sketch. So you go to a coffee shop. <laughs> And you drink coffee while you sober up, and then you read it and you rewrite the sketch. And like, uh, and, and if he's you a, do remember the sketch. You gotta start from square yeah. one. And you do it again, right? You shall never remember what you wrote. But um, then he walked out of the room, and my teacher had to be like, "Okay, so I should mention that he's an alcoholic, and that's his process. But you, you can Whoa. figure out your own process." <laughs> That's crazy. Yow. Um, Hemingway, man, you've done it. So, so, so he invented this. <laughs> oh, Michael. Oh man, so those two shots of rum. I don't know what's going on. That's why I think that the uh, the recipe says two shots of rum, comma, <laughs> lime, period, period. Well, shall we do another round? Yes. Yeah. We shall. We shall do it now. Off we go. Tim, what did you say a real, uh, real daiquiri is? Sugar and lime and rum? Um, yep. All right, I'll try that. Great. Nice. back talking our final thoughts on the Hemingway daiquiri you know what I was thinking before when uh, Tim said he was in his mid 50s and 54 so this is a guy who's in his mid 50s in the mid 50s wow it must be convenient when somebody asks like how old are you and you're like what year is it uh, 54. <laughs> <Yeah>, I'm 54 <laughs> uh, hey how old are you check the calendar don't bother me <laughs> well that's gonna take more time for me to do uh, you seem like a tough person to be around <laughs> Yeah, you think I'm tough, but wait till you hear me in an interview, comma. <laughs> Ooh, this is pretty good. So I made, uh, I did a shot of, uh, no, an ounce of rum, uh, half ounce of lime juice, and a, eh, I did a half a teaspoon of sugar. And it's pretty oh, good. Look at you, daiquiri boy. That's a true daiquiri. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the, I don't know if the measurements are right for a true daiquiri, but. Have you ever heard this word? I, I was watching a YouTube video with the bartender at La Floridita in Havana, Cuba, and he was making this drink. And he said, he called this drink the uh, uh, daiquiri salvaje. And he goes, you know, a uh, daiquiri salvaje, like uh, that would translate to uh, the dicky daiquiri. <laughs> and dicky. And I looked it up and, uh, and, and salvaje means wild. But then I was like, there were results for, have you ever heard someone use the word dicky? As like kooky, like no, no. I've heard daffy, like dickish, daffy. like behaving like a dick. Maybe because I also then I I couldn't find it like on Urban Dictionary or anything, but then I saw an article say that was like, uh, it's called the Dicky Daiquiri for obvious reasons. <laughs> I was like, no, well, no, that's fuck. the very reason I'm looking at this article. What you have to do, you have to, you have to, well, you have to know a lot about uh, the history of words, here and you look at the etymology of a word, and really you can. Uh, oh, gee, I think my, uh, I don't know if we got that. Did your internet like cut out? I think my internet. I think, it, I think we might've lost that bit. Oh no. My, my mind is blown, Mike. I didn't know you knew all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, you pick it up when you read this much. It was such a good idea for you to say, we have to look at the etymology. I don't care if we ever get into what the etymology is, but. Wisdom. No, I did, but I did, but my, my mic must've cut out or something. No, and now like, that I, again, I was listening the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, so, well. how should we rate these? Thanks. I love it. Did you guys do variations on your uh, second round? I did a bit of a suicide because I Ooh. fucked up on my first attempt. I have now learned to use the Jack Schramm method of always adding the smaller amounts of liquid first. Yes. And I, once again, got scrambled with the uh, amounts of what? And I put too much... Luxardo, and I had to start over on my first round. So then for my second round, I just took the the accident drink and I'm drinking that. And it's 
Too sweet. Too sweet. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what you do is you put in the first ingredient and hey, maybe you put in a little too much. And then you put in the second <laughs> ingredient and you're like, ooh, maybe a little too much of that. <laughs> you, you keep adding until you get a nice filled cup. Then your cocktail <laughs> shaker is overflowing and you're still pouring liquor on top. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, what do you think? Yeah. What, 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 what do you think? I'll go with mine. I was fine with mine. This thing's good too, but you guys aren't drinking this. The, the listener at home probably isn't drinking this. Hey, try uh, it. You at home try it. If you if you are if you made the same mistake that me made, <laughs> that oh, made. oh boy, here we go. The no, linguist. This is, this is the linguist. This is our entomologist. No, I spent so much energy explaining the etymology of dickish. To, oh, you're exhausted. Dickweed to you or whatever we're talking about. Um, yes, if you've made a mistake on this drink, let us know. Not in the Discord. In real life. Engage with your fellow man. Yeah, stop looking at your phones and go talk to people for once. You know? Go tell your neighbor. Tell them uh, about the podcast that takes a deep dive into the drinks that you love. <laughs> yeah, and get them to be a patron. Jeff, I've been meaning to bring, bring that up. We start every episode with you saying a deep dive into the drinks that you love. But nine times out of ten, we're like, we've never heard of the drink. We never had the drink. We're making the drink wrong. Uh, the drink's ashy. Tim, this would be a great thing to bring up when we're not fucking recording. <laughs> okay, just I won't remember it off air. So I'm just going to say, what if it's the drinks you're going to love? We'll consider this. <laughs> but you might not love them, too. All I ask is that it's filed and considered. <laughs> I'll run it up the flagpole, see what happens. Great. Okay, I think that this drink is good. I'd order it again. Mm. Not my favorite. It's a welcome stop on the tour. Um, <laughs> good, good. You know? I would make it, I, I think I would, I would make this to impress people. If I had people over and I said, you guys want some uh, daiquiris? And they say, yeah. They say, how about some? Hemingway special daiquiris. And they say, oh, Tim, you're like really cool. <laughs> this one tastes like the, the cherry tree, but not the cherry, the bark. <laughs> Our favorite part, the outer bark. It's also a good drink too, because you say Hemingway and people are like, you know, I think I read some of him in high school. We had to read uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls. Oh yeah, I read. Well, you know, he used to bullfight. That was a big deal. <laughs> that was a big deal for him. It gives you just like a little bit of bullshit to talk about, and then the night's over and you can go home. Yeah, and you say, everybody out. Thank you. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are liking. Good. 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 Great. We like. Great. We've had and we like. Well, that's the end of the episode. Nothing else to do here. Hold on, I think hold I'm on. just going to I'm going to pivot. I'm going to pivot. Oh, no, I was going to, I hope, was hoping you'd go, no, Mike, I got a quiz. Stop the show. I have Stop a quiz. Fucking... Stop the show. I have a fucking quiz for once. I have something. It's finally my big moment. <laughs> now, Michael, you brought yep. up a Hemingway book just a moment ago. For whom the bell tolls, sure. For whom sure. the Old bell tolls. Old man the sea. For who yeah. the bell tolled. <laughs> for who the bell tolls of. Tolstoy. Mike, when you when you uttered those one, two, three words, words. Belt, when oh. you uttered those five simple words, yeah, it's very simple. That's what his writing was. Like. <laughs> Go ahead. Did you know that you would stumbled into the quiz? Oh, no! oh I was hoping. No, no. I, when he uttered those words, I did say a little prayer that that was the quiz. That's right. It's the Ernest Hemingway quiz. Holy no. shit. Are you going to ask him what he calls depression? Because he calls it the black ass. <laughs> no, Tim. Damn. I'm going to read you 10 titles. And you have to tell me if it's a work by Ernest Hemingway. Oh, interesting. Or the episode title from X-Men, the animated series. <laughs> wow, that's a good one, Jeff. Now, I mean, I know these X-Men episodes like the back of my hand, so process of elimination, I should be able to figure it out. Yes, process of illumination. And Mike knows uh, the Hemingway. Front and back. Uh, Mike's the Hemingway guy. Right. That's right. My God. he's Right now he's doing the sign of the cross every time we say <laughs> Hemingway's name. Question number one. Cold Vengeance. Uh, X-Men. Hemingway. X-Men. Yes! 
That's with the long pause, Jeff. <laughs> Weary of Gene and Cyclops' relationship, Wolverine travels to the Arctic where he encounters a vengeful saber tooth. Ooh, and it's cold. I, I like picturing the traveling part was, you know, Wolverine sitting on a train for a long time. Well, yeah. you'll see that, in, you know, there's kind of a commonality between the, the, the drama in these names. Mm. Number okay. two, the old man in the sea. Hammers. Hemingway. Yep. And that one's Michael. What? He got it first. I have a delay. Uh, it's a lot. <laughs> the short novel is the tragic story of a Cuban fisherman and the giant marlin he kills and loses. Number three, Red Dawn. Emmy. X-Men. Tim, it is X-Men. <gasps> Colossus finds his hometown destroyed by Omega Red. <laughs> his hometown. Again, just the idea of Colossus having a town. <laughs> he does. He's from Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Michael. Uh, okay, number four. To have and have not. Hemingway. X-Man. Correct, Tim. It is <laughs> Hemingway. And so these are just going X-Men, then Hemingway. Then no. Hemingway. <laughs> well, you, hey, if, if you want to gamble on that pattern, be my guest. I do. An honest man is forced into running contraband between Cuba and Key West as a means of keeping his crumbling family afloat. I haven't read it, but I think that's the one where he was like trying to keep up with socialist writing in the 30s because it was the cool thing during the Depression. And he was like, I'll write a common working man story. And everyone's like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> write about that bullfighting. Write about a Marlin. <laughs> Number five, The Garden of Eden. Hemingway. X-Men. Michael, very good. Garden of Eden? I did that because I... I knew. The last uncompleted novel of Ernest Hemingway, published posthumously in 1986, charts the life of a young American writer and his glamorous wife who fall for the same woman. <laughs> okay, but to be fair, if we were to get into the etymology and stuff like that, the Garden yeah. of Eden is a story from the Old Testament of the Bible. <gasps> Tim, do you want a half point? <laughs> I'll, I'll have a, a half side point. I'll decide whether I'm going to use it later. Okay, great. It's funny also that he's kind of going with the uh, Cyclops has a town thing. Ernest Hemingway's first name is Ernest. And he hated it. He hated it. Ernest, Ernest goes to camp. That's there's Ernest of like Ernest goes to camp fame. <laughs> yeah. Making a mockery it's of the him. dorkiest name of all. No, he <laughs> hated it. He didn't want to be called, you know, everyone called him Papa and stuff. And then like, yeah, when he was having sex, he wanted to be called Catherine. And then he would call a woman Ernest. It's kind of the old Timothy Chalamet and Army Hammer. And we all know that Army Hammer has normal sexuality. Continue, Jeff. <laughs> Number six, Savage Land, Strange Heart. X-Men. Uh, that's a tie, folks. I don't know what to tell you. I heard those uh, clear as a bell. God, Mike, good game. Oh, my God. Yes, we all know that's the two-parter which Storm finds herself trapped on a prehistoric island. Number seven... Now that I that sounds prehistoric island. That sounds X Men. It doesn't have hometowns or travel. Or no. Seven. True at first light. Hemingway. X Men. That's a Hemingway, Michael. That's the a hammer. Fuck. That's the dramatic fictional chronicle of his final African safari. Ah uh, yes. Hmm. Number eight. One man's worth. X Men. Tim. Now, Tim, I know you. Did you watch X Men, or are you just doing good? <laughs> I've, I've never, I've never seen X Men <laughs> for real. No, I know the theme song. <laughs> uh, you're halfway there. I've read Hemingway's novels, but I've never read his short stories. So I'm hoping that when you say his a name, that it's not a short story. One Man's Worth is a glimpse at an alternate world without Xavier, wherein the X Men are led by Magneto. Number nine. <laughs> Old Soldiers. X-Men. X-Men, damn. damn. That's damn. Tim. That's X-Men. Damn it. A flashback episode. Wolverine fights alongside Captain America in World War II. Episode is written by Len Wein, Wolverine oh. creator and co-creator of Swamp Thing. And brother of Dean Wein. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jeff, I, I haven't been keeping track of the score, but do I have a snowball chance in Havana to win this thing? <laughs> a chip dice daiquiris chance you got mike mike you got four points i must have 400 Tim's got and, nine. and tim has six and a half oh. i haven't decided whether i'm going to use that half yet though right 
So I don't know if there's a path to victory for you here, Mike. No, but I would probably. appreciate it if you, you you stayed in the game. I'll give it. I'll give it my. I'll give it my best shot. You've got a fighter's spirit. Mm-hmm. Number ten, death in the afternoon. Hemingway. God damn Hemingway. Yeah, that's and that's, that's a that's the T man. He got it. That's the T man. He knows his He's Hemingway, and he knows his cartoons. Nineteen thirty-two. An impassioned look at the sport of bullfighting. Now, what made you pick X-Men? Jeff, did you know that they had these titles that were kind of uh, Hemingway-esque? Yes, I did. <laughs> you <laughs> like, little... <laughs> oh, you fucker. <laughs> You're mad at that. <laughs> I was always... I was trying to think of, like, what would be the other thing, you know? It's like, is it Hemingway or whatever? And you know what I was going to do was Dolly Parton songs because they both have oh. Islands in the Stream. Oh, that oh. would have been the trick one. Funky. That would have been the trick. Every quiz has to have that old trick one. <laughs> <laughs> the funny trick one. Well, guys, that's a quiz. I hope you enjoyed it. And Tim, you got bragging rights, dude. Wow, great. And got, just yeah, so I I you know, like, Mike, I'm not even using my side half point. I know, I know, just I keep know. it in my pocket. It's going to roll over and I'll use it in a future quiz. Shit. Um, well, I got a quiz for you guys. That's just like, it's more of a survey question. Who is, who do you think is more of a hunk? Chris Hemsworth or Ernest Hemingway? <laughs> Hemingway or Hemsworth? Hemingway versus Hemsworth. Now, yeah. is Chris Thor? Uh, no, he's uh, the nerdy guy from Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> that nerd. <laughs> yeah. Versus the bullfighting Hemingway, not the one who's uh, on that talk show that we listen to. Um, you know, I hate to do it, but I got to go. I, I, I think Thor is a bigger hunk. I <laughs> It's possible. But he's not Thor. He's <laughs> when he's the nerdy guy. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll go Hemingway. Nice. Nice. And me, I will always vote Brad Pitt. Oh, Mike, a secret option all along? <laughs> all along. Brad Pitt well, why don't does we, not little, little, age. Wrap it up. Hold, uh, Mike, hold on a second. Uh, sure. I was saying something about how Brad Pitt doesn't age, but I also want to make another point of uh, Paul, Paul <laughs> Rudd. Oh, he, the, his you're telling me uh, that his birthday comes and goes every year <laughs> hey i love well paul red rule everybody loves paul red i love the gif of him from the hot one saying hey look at us <laughs> maybe my favorite gif um i thought like i didn't know what hot one was hot ones was when i first saw that and i thought he was drunk it's just that he's like cr- crying tears of like hot yeah. sauce. He's steamed up from chicken. <laughs> but I haven't said what's the, oh, the hot ones. Yes, 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 yes. It's just, uh, you know, I don't even know the context for the meme usage. I guess if you're proud of someone or you think they've come a long way, you you post that gif and it's just him saying, hey, look at us. <laughs> it's very funny. Rudd, you done it. Uh, and yeah, he's, a, he's fun. A message to you, Paul Rudd. You're very... Uh, kind and polite to me the time I drove you to the airport when I was a production assistant. Hey, Rudd, uh, if you're hearing this, come on the pod and defend yourself. <laughs> <laughs> defend yourself against the outlandish claim. To Tim. I think you're a nice guy and I love your gif. <laughs> That's our show. Follow us on social media at the Sloppy Boys where we release these recipes ahead of time. Also, be sure to check out our Patreon where subscribers can unlock the Sloppy Boys blowout, our weekly bonus episode, and get access to the Sloppy Boys Discord. That's patreon.com slash the Sloppy Boys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. What is up? <laughs> see ya. Toodaloo. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.